Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Meg Yeager. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 60. My guest this week is Meg Yeager. Meg is a stand-up comedian based out of Brisbane. Came across Meg through Instagram. We have some mutual friends. Uh, She's uh, up and coming, winning awards, and also hosts uh, a show called Wrong Answers Only, which is the show that I most want to see turned into a podcast. I think it's unbelievable. So, yeah, if you have a chance to see Meg live or see that show live, highly recommend go and check it out we'll talk about it at the end i uh, had a really good time with this list uh, a lot of country music which um is uh not a genre that i'm typically into but i really enjoyed having it for for the purposes of this show some absolute belters in there and some songs that have been stuck on my head since since recording the episode um so yeah i had a really good time with that um, if you're new here if you don't know what i'm talking about that we're going to talk through a playlist in this episode the playlist that we're going to discuss is available on spotify link is in the description of the podcast uh, also uh, click the link for instagram give us a follow there uh, and that's where you'll see all future guest announcements playlists uh, episode drops all that good stuff so yeah um this is a really fun episode had a really good time recording with meg uh, an awful lot of fun um so we'll just dive in this is episode 60 of mixtape identity with meg Yeager. How often do you actually listen to music at the moment, Meg? Um, every day. Every time I'm in my car and I go to the gym, which is every day. Right. Okay. Yes. And are you going through albums or playlists or what's the... At this stage, method? I used to be a playlist a playlist girl, but at this stage, right. I just go on Spotify, shuffle, liked songs. And I right, okay. that's my preference these days because it's just like a combination of like songs that I liked when I was 16 to like songs I've liked, you know, through the years and now. So sometimes it's like Legally Blonde the Musical and then, you know, sometimes (laughs) it's Phoebe Bridges and I I love the gamble of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. But you're typically going through like stuff that you're already familiar with. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Do, do you try to find new music at all or are you, you just no, stick with what you know? I used to. I used to make a decent effort, but I think the right. last oh, three years, it's just been uh-huh. the same hits over and over again. <laughs> sure. Okay. So you, you've cracked it then. You've got, you've, you've worked out what yeah. music is for you. And then I, I've got my taste down pat. Good. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I will not grow. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, I that was definitely me. Like before lockdown, um, my like, I think it was it wasn't just my liked songs. It was it was more. It sounds like you've got like a good range of music to go through. Even yeah. within that, uh, for me, I basically just stuck on you know your top one hundred songs. Yes, I had that list from twenty seventeen, and I listened to that in twenty eighteen, and I listened to that in twenty nineteen. And it was basically just like this distilled version of the same small group of songs. Even though, even on that playlist, I would still skip some songs, which is like, which is a joke. Um, so yeah, and then I got to a point where I was basically like, I didn't like any of the songs on that list because I heard them too many times, and I didn't like finding new music. So it's just like, I don't. I guess I don't like music. I guess it's just yeah. not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's only through doing this show that it's sort of broadened my horizons more yeah. recently. But um, but no, if you've if you've cracked it, then that's it job done yeah i mean sometimes i'm surprised like i'll be at a friend's house and they'll be playing music and i'll hear a song that's like a lot like one of the songs i already listened to and i'm like oh so if i add if i add stuff it's like they're almost identical to to stuff that i already like yeah yeah i think that like travel and gym are probably the like two big ones where I wouldn't try to find new music. I think that's when I yes. really do stick to what I know. Because it's it is it can be quite a it can be a bit of a task sometimes listening to new stuff or trying mm-hmm. to like yes your mind a bit more. It's like yeah, like I love the National and they just released their new album, and so I listened to half of it at the gym because I was like I like the National and like I liked. 
I was liking it, but because I was at the gym and I needed I needed to get shit done, I was like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. You know, yeah. I gotta go back to what's familiar. Otherwise, I feel like I'm not doing anything. Right. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Mm. All right. Cool. Um. All right. Well, look, we'll 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 jump into the playlist then. So, song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. Yes. So you've gone for "Falling Water" by Maggie Rogers. Yes. Yes. I I think Maggie Rogers is like the type of artist that is just like completely my thing. Like uh lyrically I think she's very clever. The musicality also very clever. It's like it's like an earnest song, but it's also a belter. Like I just enjoy singing it. Um yeah. I think it's like it's like the type of song I would listen to at any phase like if I was like in love or like if I was going through a breakup like I there's there's just so many emotions I can I can put into it and it's also like I said yeah. it's just so fun to sing yeah yeah there's um there's a big catharsis with it I think mm. um yeah it's definitely one you can like there are different stages to it but there, there's definitely definitely elements you could belt yes and like the the bridge as it builds up got like just something happens in my brain something scientific where i'm like yes i'm in the groove of it yeah absolutely absolutely um so in, t- in terms of like uh falling in love with it straight away was this was this a, a, an introduction to maggie rogers are you already aware of her before this song i was already i was late a late comer to maggie rogers um but I heard some stuff like Alaska and, uh, yeah, I think I, it was like the third ever song I listened to by Maggie Rogers, but it was like right. two years after the album came out. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Grand. Yes. Can you, put, like, can you put your finger on like, well, why you, you liked it so much straight away or... I think it's the beat that drops and also she has an incredible voice. Like she's such yeah. a tiny woman. Um and uh-huh. she she knows her range. Like she has like Right. She has both like a delicate voice but she knows how to belt within her range. Sure. Yeah. Yes. I th- I think I put like I'm so vain when it comes to music. I'm like wow, if I was I think if I could sing that well, I would sound just like Maggie Rogers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, all right, song two then. is a song that took you a while. So yes. So you went for True Love Waits by Radiohead. Yes. I think, like, Radiohead in general took me a while. Like, mm. it was... With Radiohead, I was like, oh, it's just like uh like politically charged grunge for like self-proclaimed not like other guys and like you know like i i first heard creep and i was like i get it sort of and then um i listened true love waits the the moon-shaped cool version because i know there were previous versions it came on in my friend's car and i was like who is this and she was like, it's it's Radiohead. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just, like, I fixated on the song. Like, I, I genius lyriced the lyrics. And it's so beautiful. Like, I'll drown my beliefs to have your babies. I'm not living. I'm just killing time. I think that's so – I love songs like that, that it's, like, it's like yearning. Like, I'll compromise my character just to be with you. Like, it's so extreme but it's mm. so beautiful i listen to this song whenever i can't sleep and i i used to listen to it heaps i had this old housemate and she would have the loudest sex and so i would listen to true love waits because i would like it just took me to another plane of existence right sure yes <laughs> <laughs> excellent so that that um you talk about like uh, Radiohead, this, uh, that earlier stuff, then the like the bends and creep, as you say, that's like that's not for you. Then this is more this. Yeah, more... yeah. I think the earlier stuff, like some of it, is not so bad. Like I like um, 
stop whispering and like thinking about you but it's never like if it comes if radiohead comes on i will always skip it because i'm like i'm not in the mood (laughs) yeah sure yeah yeah i'm yeah and i like i think like with radiohead it was more just like oh i kind of have to like radiohead if i want to be like (laughs) considered a smart person it was never like an earnest yeah i fucking love radiohead right yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think for me the um the the earlier stuff is definitely the stuff that i connect with more just because i like i prefer like indie rock and it was yeah. a lot more it's a lot more like simple like those kinds of albums and then i think from then on there's just it's kind of going back to what we said about listening to mu- new music there's like there's an effort involved mm. in getting into radiohead for me that i just I'm not prepared to do I'm not prepared yeah. to put the work in because I don't know if I'm I don't know if the the reward is gonna be worth it in the end and I'm probably wrong there's probably a lot of really good reasons to really love Radiohead and like you know put the time in if you're not fully on board straight away but life's too short I that's think. <laughs> too short stick to what you like <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah um just so when you're saying about the like the I can't remember how you put it, but the the, the sort of extreme lyrics, yeah, uh, in this song, um, it reminded me of uh, I was just looking up there when you when you said it. Do you listen to Hosier? Do you know? Hosier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Hosier. It's a song called Devil, and there's another lyric which I, I find very similar, which was, "I'd burn every soul I knew if I thought the fire was warming you." yeah yeah i love that fuck that's that's so much that there's so much to that there's so much like personally i've never felt that strongly about anything i don't think i don't think (laughs) and so when other people do i'm like good for you must be nice (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah for sure um all right song three is a song from your introduction to music yes so you've gone for a little bit lonesome by casey chambers yes uh big country music fans in my family which you'll probably Mm -hmm. pick out from the rest of the playlist um yes yes um barricades and brick walls by casey chambers that was her second uh studio album i came out in 2001 when i was I was four in 2001 and um, my parents just played this album every weekend, just back to back. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's just classic, like country, like there, there's banjos, there's, there's percussion, it's upbeat, but there's like these devastating lyrics um, and a little bit lonesome is is that like that's my favorite song on the album one because it has like the only swear on it and so as a kid right, yeah my parents were like well, I don't know there was just this unspoken rule where you could swear within the context of a song because we're all singing right. along and mm-hmm. so there's this there's this line um where she goes kiss my ass I'm gonna drink you out of my head and to to say ass oh my goodness that was everything to me but it's like it's the perfect like country breakup song like it's it's angry but she's also she's so angry but she's also acknowledging that she like would die for this person she loves this person but then it's like accompanied by this like upbeat music you know and like following these like depressing lyrics and it just like I love I love breakup songs that are upbeat because it's like I can listen to this when I'm when I'm devastated but I'm also like it allows me to go to work you know Yeah sure Like you know when you listen to like this soul ripping breakup song and it's like I couldn't possibly like go to work today and be a functioning human but this one I'm like yeah I can go to work today and I'm going to type the fastest email <laughs> Yeah for sure for sure Yeah yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of songs I really like, like like that. Um, I'm a big Frightened Rabbit fan. Um, mm. They do a lot of that. Uh, I I remember that that's one of the reasons I really connected with um, Death Cab for Cutie. When yeah. I was uh, a lot younger because I was like, oh my god, 
this is a really happy lovely like i will follow you into the dark um is such a lovely upbeat number and then you listen to what they're saying and you're like oh my god i know this is so intense it's so it's so funny it's yeah i think that's why i love country songs they have like the craziest mm. darkest lyrics and then and, and but like so upbeat and they're smiling while they're singing it yeah yeah <laughs> it's odd there's a there's a lovely juxtaposition there but it's yeah very fun mm. um so for you then so this is like your your parents so like so this is really stuck with you then this is like this is something yeah that still really still then. still yeah. yeah huge casey chambers fan um i think she's like she's only really big in australia but she was like the first ever concert that i went to and i've been to other concerts of hers since um and she she evolves as an artist but she sticks she sticks to her roots simultaneously yeah i love mm. casey chambers throughout the throughout the seasons excellent mm. excellent yeah we were the same in, in, in my house by the way with the uh the swearing thing there was yeah. um one song that my dad played which was down in hollywood by ry cooter and uh there's a lyric in that which is he'll drag you out of the car and kick your ass like, kick your ass it, like there's a real emphasis on it in the song but yeah every time it was on me my brother was like yes to say ass um very very exciting very exciting, it's exciting it gives me a bit of a thrill yeah like it's so cathartic yeah. oh i just said that yeah yeah no and i was alarmed and my dad didn't say anything didn't yeah all right song Four is a song that makes you happy. Yes. So you go for Let My Love Open the Door. Yeah. That I think that song is like happiness personified. It was on that um that movie about a dog, Red Dog. Have you seen that movie? It's an Australian no. movie. Um All right, okay. Yeah. Not Clifford. not Clifford, not Clifford. Different Red Dog. Um Okay. Yeah, there's just a scene where, like, the rural town in Western Australia, they are just doing well and they're all having picnics and there's dogs around. And then it, it starts mm. playing. And um, mm. I was a, I just remember a few years ago, my friend had this, this home gym and um, I put this song on because it was, like, on shuffle. And she was like, oh, this song reminds me of, of Joy. And I, like, <laughs> that's kind of a lame thing to say, and I didn't clock on what she meant. And I was like, oh, who's Joy? Thinking, like, it's some girl that we know. <laughs> and she was like, right. it's a feeling. And I was like, <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. This song reminds me of Joy also, Hayley. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that being, like, a... Uh... Um, everything's going fine in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Song. Yeah. But it was also on that movie, that Steve Carell movie, Dan in Real Life. And it was in a movie, oh, yeah. okay. like, at a point of contention. Um, oh. Which, like, it made it better. It made it better. Yeah. But it's still... I think, like, when people look up this song, they get the movie where there's a point of tension. Right, okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. versatile. Mm. it's a it's it's a beautiful song it's so nice mm. i think um yeah and there's a real like i think um it's a real there's a real contentment about it because i think that's interesting about the way certain people interpret this category some people go for like the the really high energy upbeat you know um walking on sunshine kind of kind of thing yeah um this feels a lot more like yeah everything's just good and everything's in its right place and everyone's happy and yeah there, there's yeah there's a real uh bliss to that i think yeah yeah everything's the way that it should be yeah yeah Alrighty. uh song five is a song that makes you sad so you went for it into my arms by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, speaks for itself, I reckon. Like, <laughs> you sure. know, when you hear those first three somber notes, like, dun, 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 you're like, all right, I'm in for it. It's it's devastating. Like, I love it too, 
for the the similar themes it has to to true love waits where he's like i don't believe in an interventionist god i know that you do blah 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 and basically it's just like like you know his partner believes in that and like it inspires him so much to like like pray that for the protection that nothing happens to the person that he loves most in the world and yeah it's mm. it's that extremity like i'll drown my beliefs just like i love this person so much um but yeah it's so it's so devastating it was um the funeral song in that movie about time have you seen the richard curtis movie Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, like Bill Nye's character dies and then, spoiler, and then like because it's the <laughs> time travel is in the theme and then his son goes back in time and it's like, it's your funeral today. And Bill Nye's character's like, did you play the, the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds track? And he's like, yeah, don't worry. It's all, it's covered. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a really, it's a really heavy song. Yeah. It's on a few themes for me that like, like like that really hit home i think um i was raised as a christian mm. and i i'm no longer um but there is that that element of like praying to a god that you don't believe in is there's a ve- there's a very real vulnerability about that like it's it's very much saying that i may, i don't have all the answers like mm. in the in the face of this and like in the face of you know the, the idea of just not being with the person i love i'm willing to put that aside and pray to this being that you know i don't think exists but on the off chance yeah yeah um, yeah so quite powerful so powerful yeah nick cave he does a lot of that um uh, like he's very open about like his fascination with like with God and spirituality and yeah. like their prevailing themes. I think like I, I used to be a Christian as well. And so I think like that's what drew me to him as like, you know, cause I was a Christian up until like my early twenties. Um, right. And like, you know, to listen to like secular music was a bit like, oh, probably not. But I was like, I can justify this. I can justify this. This is a man who's questioning <laughs> questioning his faith <laughs> right yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um oh man yeah i had so many songs that i had like i yeah had to kind of justify um yeah <laughs> yeah it's mad um all right cool song six is a song to relax to yeah so went for lullaby by the chicks yes again love country women i love the chicks i love the chicks love country chicks specifically i've never looked into the lyrics of this song i've never been like complicated about it but i'm gonna take a wild guess that it is about like the from the perspective of a mother singing to her newborn baby I mean, it's pretty obvious um and there is like there is nothing more relaxing to me than the thought of being a newborn baby again, you know, like <laughs> sure. okay, it's yeah. so whenever I see like a mum and her newborn baby, I'm like, I'm transported, you know, like it must mm. be nice. Like you are so, so loved and protected in the world. You do not eat for yourself yet. You're like put to sleep. Everything is done for you. And you're just like so loved and protected in the world. Like, people walk past you and just like oh you know and all you do is just mm. you, do, you don't really have brain cells yet I think you might have like half a brain cell and it just tells you when to like open and close your mouth like that's so relaxing to me to just I want to I want to go back to that level right okay <laughs> I'm sick of thinking so hard sure yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I've I've talked about a similar concept of the show before but it's usually like going back to you know being a teenager or being a child when you don't have responsibilities that's like a very you know ex- extreme ending to that thought process of like no yeah. i want to be a baby yeah i want to do anything i want to do anything. that stuff that you're dealing with like dressing yourself and talking to people no thank you not for no. me you know <laughs> like i love babies so much because they just like you know they just they just shit their pants 
and then it's sorted out for them. You know, yeah. I would, I would yeah. love that. I literally have to like, I, I can never shit my pants. I literally have to be like, <laughs> oh my God, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> my food is ready to go. You know, that's embarrassing. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not. Um, I'm dead right. Yeah. It's, um, it, this is, a, this is a really beautiful song. Though. I, I, I love the, um, uh, how long do you want to be loved is forever it's forever enough it's so so gorgeous and yeah i think the the feeling of 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 being a parent that's yeah um it really hit home for me i've got Mm. a a two-year-old son and he's still yeah he's still um he's still small enough that we like hold him before we put him down to bed yeah so that moment of just like when he's asleep or nearly asleep um i've been thinking about that lyric a lot actually while i've been while i've been holding them and it's it just sums it up perfectly it's just such a beautiful concept and that's just exactly how it feels when you're when you're holding a newborn or when you're holding like your child it's uh yeah you do anything for them like yeah my housemate the other day said something to me that like made me burst into tears and I'm sorry that I'm gonna tell you this but she was like she was like have you ever noticed like there was just a day in your life that it was the last day your parents picked you up and held you yeah yeah it's true yeah yeah oh my god it sent me and I yeah I just think of like all my friends now who are parents with like young kids and I'm like, oh my God, there's going to be a day. You're not even going to see it coming. I know. I know. There's another, there's another similar thought, um, which I originally saw in like a, in the, in a more like, uh, cerebral delivery system, which was like a, like a letter that someone had written. Um, and then it was also in modern family, which kind of, takes the shine off how like smart i feel um, yeah but it's um the idea is basically that like you you have a newborn baby uh then one day that baby is replaced by like uh like you you love the baby so much and like all the all the, the feelings you have with a newborn baby and then one day that baby is replaced by a toddler and that's a completely new experience um and it's exciting and fun and then next thing they're like a child and the next thing they're a teenager and then one day they just walk out the door and mm-hmm. you don't as a parent this is the thing I'm preparing myself for is that you don't grieve for like the end of your relationship with the baby or your end of the relationship with the toddler because you have the new thing to focus on yeah and it's only when they leave that you you grieve for all of those versions of your child and not you know them them not being like your your everything yeah in that time um yeah it's probably something to you like i i I saw that on i think it was a tiktok or something but like my it just it sent me and uh as soon as i recovered from it i called my mom just to check in and see how she's doing because yeah. like, like it's it's yeah it's it's tough like it's really tough yeah like you don't think about it until you think about it yeah yeah oh. um yeah so and yeah start to like i think now i'm at the age i'm starting to really appreciate like everything that my parents did for me and, and then like you look back at certain things you do as a teenager especially and you're like oh what a shit (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) why did you say that it's yeah the most embarrassing thing about my life is how I treated my mom as a teenager right oh my god like you know when you have like you say something just like really cringe in general conversation and then it haunts you like once a year for the rest of your life that's that's me with how mean I used to be to my mom and I'm like oh what an asshole (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was no good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this song relaxes you. Yeah, <laughs> that was, deeply. That was the start of this conversation. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like I, I, I think I, I 
was familiar with the song in some sense like i definitely knew that lyric from somewhere i don't know if it was this version of this song or it's been lifted from somewhere else i don't know um but it was the first time properly listened to this and i loved it it's absolutely gorgeous and yeah again from a from a parent's perspective really really stuck with me yeah yeah i really liked it um and yeah i can see why you'd find it relaxing just put you back to that um (laughs) newborn baby mindset (laughs) um all right so moving slightly further up in years then so a song from your pre-teen years you're going for disturbia yeah yeah Oh my gosh. I don't even know what that song is about. I think it's probably really scary, but like, mm. yeah, I, my formative memories of that song, like of Rihanna is just like pretending I'm in a music video with, with my friends. I don't think I ever even listened to it in a car or anything like that. It's just like, we, right. we, we put that on with purpose and like, right because you know we were in a music video and I think like in that era Rihanna just represented so much for for us girls like she she did the thing where she was she was scouted in her small town by this big Mm. American producer when she was only 15 and and he was like yeah it's it's her she's going to be the next best thing and then by the time she was 18 she was signed by jay-z's label and i just like i know me and my friends in that era were like she's done it she's done everything that we've wanted to do we want to be scouted by like we want to be the next teen pop stars um and and she did it you know Mm -hmm. yeah she's like the harry potter of the music world yeah like small town barbados (laughs) I'm like, oh, when's somebody going to come to to Brisbane and do that to us? <laughs> yeah. Um, when you said pretending to be in music videos, was, it, was this like something you would film or is this just like... Often. Thing? Yes. Often it was yeah. like, like whoever's house we were at, we would like turn on the home computer and just like you know turn on disturbia and like say it was like me and like two or three friends and we'd just be like Mm -hmm. bum bum and like lip syncing and just all have turns in the camera yeah Yeah. right yeah really important stuff to do yeah no i agree um yeah it's just it just it brought back um horrible memories there but um i uh i I think, and I'm, I might be completely wrong about this, but I think when I was a teenager, oh, I'm going to sound so old. It was one. It was the first time I'd ever seen a lip sync, and I think it was like with the first time that like lip syncing was like a thing, right? Like viral videos of people lip syncing, and I thought it was so funny and so interesting that someone was doing that. It was brand new to me, and then yeah me and my friends started making lip sync videos and we i i think some part of us thought like similar to what you're saying that like someone would see it and we would be it would be really fun and cool and we'd be really successful off the mm. back of it even though like what we did is like we recorded on a camcorder and then never told anyone um and i think it was um it was a jurassic five song which mm. is you know hip-hop and we we're like three skinny white dudes in ireland which means we like we're extremely white um, yeah wearing like one of my friends basketball tops and oh the the thought of that footage seeing the light of day like i may not harrowing it's horrendous (laughs) absolutely horrendous um Rihanna's a bit more fun though that's a bit more like yeah you could could write that off as sort of like normal teenager behavior right yeah I would say so. Like Rihanna is like she's like a sex symbol, you know. Right. She, she she symbolizes like femininity and all that. Um, but also like we were like chubby, acne prone teenage girls, so we didn't really <laughs> like. I would barely call us women at that point. <laughs> sure. Okay. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, all right. Song eight is a cover. Yes. So you went for World Surprise by casey musgraves yes and it's a cover of um 
Waylon Jennings. That song hits so much. Again, it's very like my theme of song. It's it's country, it's yearning, it's longing. Um I love it more than the original. Admittedly, I heard um the Casey Musgraves one first and then I listened to the original and I was like, hey, the original's good. But I think I do think Casey Musgraves can improve any song with her voice. Mm. Um I do I think I do prefer a feminine country voice than than a male right. one. Um but yeah, the like oh, the, whiny is the wrong word. Whiny sounds negative, but I mean like the the elongated like I don't want to get over you. I don't want to get over you. It's yeah, yearning and longing and it's it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, another very like vulnerable song. Um it's yeah, really beautiful. I'm not a country music fan. Like I've just oh, really? not been and it's not not <laughs> that I like don't like country music. It's just like it's just not a genre that I've really tried, to be honest. Um in fact, I remember like a, f- a friend of mine in school was really into Taylor Swift and country music and I remember like, <laughs> just remember like basically bullying him for it. Like you know, telling him that it was like so stupid that this is the type of music he listened to, <laughs> and he was just—he's such a sweet guy. Like the his reaction was just like, "Oh yeah, well you know, it's just it's just what I like," <laughs> which is like, yeah, which is like the worst possible reaction when you're trying to like make fun of someone. Just yeah, to, just to just be very earnest back to you, like, "Oh shit, no, I am the dick." I I realize immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are songs like this that um. I, th- I think just like straight away a little bit lonesome was the same but this song in particular is just gorgeous mm. and yeah i think the uh the yearning aspect of it the um slight desperation yes um, a word. yeah i, I the, the, yeah it it's just it's just really nice it's just really beautiful mm. um okay Song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you went for I Touch Myself <laughs> by the Divinals. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big karaoke person. Usually when I do it, right. there's this place in Brisbane called Blutes and it's a karaoke bar. And I usually do like three to five songs per night when I'm there. It's like everybody from all walks of life end up at that right. at that karaoke bar. Um and I touch myself by the divinals is always the song I will sing last because it's like mm-hmm. it's such a hit it's such a hit like man woman not binary everybody can relate to that song everybody sure. has has performed that act um and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm I'm just gonna go out there, but just based on the reception I receive when I do that uh-huh. song, and it's it's yeah. not just the song I do last. Whenever I'm at like, say someone's invited me to a karaoke bar I haven't been to before, and I only have time to do one song, I'm like, all right, this has to be the song. It's like I I'm I I'm I'm fed from the audience. I mean, obviously being a comedian, but like, sure. I I must I can't take a risk with karaoke. And that song will always get me the reaction that that I need mm-hmm. to make me feel like, yeah, I this day is mine. I won karaoke right. tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's such a great choice. It's such a great choice. I could. I had completely forgotten about this song. And yeah, I would I'm, imagine. I would imagine that's a like a big part of the reaction is the. A lot of people will probably be like, oh, yeah, this song. This song, yeah. It's, like, for its time, so progressive. Mm. I mean, people people write songs about, about wanking all the time these days, but this was the first. This yeah. was the first. I'm going to guess. I haven't done the research. Um, and it's, it's female empowerment, you know? I mean, when I'm singing it, it's female empowerment. When the lead singer of the Divinals is singing it, it's also female empowerment. I think it would be what I also love about this song. If a guy were to sing it, people would be like, get out of here. Yuck. 
We know, mate. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's so powerful for that reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely want to get the crowd on side. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, perfect. Uh, all right, song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place. Yes. So you went for the Bee Gees uh, New York mining disaster in 1941. Yes. I um I only discovered that it was that was the title of the song, I think, five years ago. Because growing right. up, I thought it was just Mr. Jones because the, the chorus is, have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? That um, yeah. I grew up, for the first 22 years of my life, I lived in Redcliffe. Redcliffe is a town that's like 40 minutes, a 40-minute drive north from Brisbane City. It's this retired beach town. Um, nothing ever happens there. But right. the Bee Gees lived there in yeah the Bee Gees lived there I think in the 60s just when they were when they were kids they went to they went to the school my brother went to Humpy Bong State School that's literally what it's called um and that's like that's become the town's entire personality like we've got a street in Redcliffe called Bee Gees Way um because all all the Gibbs brothers lived there at the same time um and this this song yeah specifically reminds me of of Redcliffe because my dad for up until I think yeah five years ago my dad used to drive around um this this 1989 Nissan Navara and it could only play cassette tapes and he owned one cassette tape and on one side it played New York mining disaster and then on the other side it played Massachusetts by BGs and so he would just flip them um but we preferred Mr Jones because it was like <laughs> again I only properly read the lyrics when I became an adult um right. but it was just like I was like have you seen my wife Mr Jones yes yeah like yeah. it was so fun to me as as a child and just driving around this beautiful beautiful lazy town with like with beaches and cliff sides it's 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 stunning accompanied by these these devastating lyrics <laughs> about a mining disaster yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 is it yeah a bit of cognitive dissonance required yeah. for this one yeah um, <laughs> don't think about the song title don't think about the lyrics no um, just think about the vibes yeah the the vibes are immaculate like it's a it's a lovely lovely song and yeah i can totally see why that would be tied into that kind of nostalgia like if you didn't focus on the lyrics or you know see the title of the song um yeah be totally on board my my parents both listened to the bgs so i was definitely familiar with the song i don't think i knew that this was the title of the song until you sent me the list Mm. um like i've heard the song before for sure and i just associate all bgs music with like a good time yeah so so yeah, it is. It's a little odd to have something like this that like it's thrown into the same sort of category that we've talked about with country music or Death Cab for Cutie, <laughs> where it's like really nice and upbeat, and then you listen to what they're talking about, and you're like, oh, nope, no, yeah, not ready for that today. Yeah, um, I think country music is perfect for people who like. <laughs> I guess like to disassociate like I hate dealing with Mm. like vulnerability and my own emotions and so like sometimes I'm trapped into it with country music because I'm like oh this song (laughs) this song slaps and then I will accidentally read the lyrics or properly listen to the lyrics and I'm like oh no I'm confronted with (laughs) the with the reality that life is devastating (laughs) how did it do this again damn it country music yeah slash the bgs <laughs> um yeah i love your song though so this so this is your is your hometown and this is like that um so like do you would you listen to this much with this would this be in your liked songs so would this come into rotation yeah yeah it's in my it's in my spotify shuffle like song so i can't skip it it's it's lovely yeah yeah absolutely okay perfect mm-hmm. Uh, song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so you went for a coat of many colors 
by Dolly Parton. Yes, yes. Yeah, can I just preface? There's there's not a bad Dolly Parton song. And I sure. yes. I feel bad for ever just picking one Dolly Parton song on any playlist. <laughs> but this right, is okay. this is the song that reminds me of a specific person. So this song reminds me of my cousin Jordan. And she she passed away nine years ago. Um, when she was when she was 18 it was really really like unfair devastating um but she was like oh my gosh she was like my person growing up like we grew up together we were the same age um all my formative memories are with her and um when we were kids we would like hear a song that we liked and we would just fixate on it and mm. this was this was one of the songs that we fixated on for like a longer time than usual and she would like print out, she would like copy and paste the lyrics online, put them on a Word document and print out like 15 copies on of the family printer and then like put them in her mum's Tarago. And so like every time we were in her mum's Tarago, we would just like hand out the lyrics to Code of Many Colours to whoever else was in the car. Um, and my auntie, her mum was like a like a, a daycare mom. So she, there was always so many kids in the car. Um, mm-hmm. And we would just, it was like a car choir and we would just sing it together <laughs> until like everybody knew the lyrics back to front. Cause we loved the song so much that we could not tolerate somebody like half-heartedly singing it or like, like pretending they know yeah. the lyrics. We're like, no, no, if you want to sing this, we've got, you got to know it. Right. Yes, it's it's also just such a beautiful song. Like Jordan and I both like we didn't come from like wealthy families or anything. Like my mom was a single mom and she lived in like a more I don't know, like more like um countryside of town. And so yeah, we didn't come from like wealthy families or anything like that. Like we were f- fine and well fed, mm-hmm. but it's like I think we just like we identified with that song. You know, like one is only poor only if you choose to be, you know, Mm. I've got everything because I've got Dolly Parton and my family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. Mm. I am. So when you said like you, um, for the first song, uh, you said you don't think you've, you've loved anything, um, enough that intently. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone loving a song so intensely that they print out lyrics and hand it out to everyone Mm -hmm. and like like so protective of a song that you have to like make sure that everyone is like fully focused on it as well yes yes I guess that is true I think I think that's like the Dolly Parton effect though like I've never met uh like a half-hearted Dolly Parton fan like even people who only know you know Jolene or nine to five they're like oh yeah like emphatically great songs (laughs) yeah 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 I think she's just a great person as well yes like her 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 slate is so clean she's never done any wrong yeah especially for her age yeah like you'd you'd expect some kind of like you know that there's usually something at this stage you know (laughs) get to to this point in life is like "Mm, a bit transphobic now or i know yeah to be to be in that entertainment industry well to be in any entertainment industry for that long and it's like mm-hmm. you you scour her lyrics and there's nothing there's there's nothing even like slightly like off racially or like no, homophobic. It's like wow, yeah. she's she's just always known. Yeah. 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 And like and again, like now, like modern day Dolly Parton's like very open and open minded and like uh, uh an ally. Yeah. Always nice to see yes um yeah uh all right cool song 12 is a song that motivates you yes you've gone for the steps by heim yes another female empowerment i love heim um in general just oh my gosh three sisters jamming forever and like profiting off that and they're also just like best friends with each other but I love the steps I listen to that every time I'm at the gym 
mainly to the line um every day I wake up and I make money for myself I know we share half a bed but I don't need your help that line restores me I mean mostly because like every man I've ever dated has been broke as hell um but but that line restores me I think like I'm still not used to the fact that I'm like an independent adult that pays my own rent and my own groceries and stuff like that like it's been years but like Mm. every week it still excites me that I can pay my own rent I'm just like I I run this town you know like I own (laughs) my own life I can like Like anytime if my car breaks down, I'm like, whatever, I'll just pay to get it fixed. You know, like I was in uni for so long, just like begging my parents to like pay my next bill because I couldn't afford it. So it's like, you know, the last however many years I've just been independent has been so like, I, I, I just can't get over it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So from a, from a motivational standpoint, is that the sort of the, the is that the thing that keeps you going? Then yes, yeah, yeah. that I'm like I'm completely self sufficient. Like I'm not even like a, a a wealthy person. Like I do not even earn, I don't earn like six figures. I don't. I absolutely do not own a house. Like I share house. Um, no. I'm I pretty much I drive the cheapest car around. But to me, I'm like. I'm so independent, like, there's nothing that can happen to me that I can't sort out myself because I have, I earn my own money, you know? Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Scary as fuck. Yes. Yes. But, um, but yeah, an incredible feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh. I share half a bed, but I don't need your help. That is that is a great line. Yeah, it's so cutting as well. Yeah, yeah, I do love a bit of that, and I think they're they're like that. I, uh, it's like very, um, almost like very understated female empowerment, which I mm. quite like. Um, it's just a nice different like a different angle on it compared to like you know the likes of Lizzo, for example, or. Beyonce yeah like the whole vibe is basically uh, I am a god and you will worship me yes um and this is like not dissimilar but it's a more sort of like low-key version of that yeah it feels a little bit more grounded a little bit more authentic and then I think as a result a little bit more powerful yes yeah because it's like it's still acknowledging it's like yeah you're still here but like yeah I'm not dependent on you. Let's keep that perspective intact. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, perfect. Song thirteen is a song mm-hmm. someone introduced you to. So you went for "How Will He Find Me" by Deb Talon. Yes, my best friend sent this song to me. She found it randomly on a Spotify "Things You Would Like" playlist, and she sent right. it to me. And she was like, "This song is very up." your alley like it's it's country woman heartbreak yearning longing like yet the title of the song how will he find me um Uh i love the line like yeah no longer young and not that pretty you know like the desperation of it it's like Mm. you know like i mean you know contrasting with my last song where i'm like yeah female independence but it's like we all go through that like and in that when we're in that like longing and yearning mindset it's like oh i'm i'm not young and i'm not pretty how is this how am i gonna Mm. he'll never like me or they'll never like me you know what i mean it's 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 just so human (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah i mean i i sort of talked about with tom waits and stuff but like i always connect with that when when music is just like bearing your soul Mm. um yeah it's incredible um so nice though like uh, like it's um it's one of my favorite things it's one of the things i like to get out of this category actually is like uh when someone just gets you in that way yeah um the i think this this 
the best feeling in the world to be on the other like to be on either side of that conversation to say to someone i know that you will love this yes and then they love it or being on the other side of it someone being like i get you here's a thing that you'll enjoy and you're like actually i really do get this i really yes. do enjoy this it's yeah. like oh my gosh to feel known it's my favorite yeah. feeling yeah for sure mm. um all right song 14 is a song you wouldn't expect to like so you went for king kunta by kendrick lamar yes i i just want to preface i respect rap and hip-hop music but it's just not my genre that i have ever Everything. gravitated to um or i've never like just like involuntarily enjoyed you know it's always been right. like an effort but um when I was 21, I fell head over heels for a guy who is a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. So naturally, I had to, I had to make that my entire personality, um, sure. just so I could be like I could be worthy of him. Um, and right. we must have this common ground. It's clearly the most important thing about him. Um, sure. And. He he really likes to pimp a butterfly. Um and so I I went through that and I was like, Oh, this is this is prose, this is poetry, this is mm. like this is like an a, a profound piece of American literature. I do like this. This is not I'm not faking yeah. this. And King King Kunta especially, like it's got the formula of a great rap song like it's another song that i will never skip because i like i involuntarily really really enjoy it um lyrically and and musically yeah absolutely um yeah i've a i've a hip-hop song in my um song 14 on my list as well um because the thing that i like about hip-hop and this is like this is not what it's for but i like the drama Mm. I'm i'm a messy bitch (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, I uh, I enjoy in this that he like he's calling out certain rappers for using ghostwriters. Um, I I think I remember reading at the time that Drake was one of the ones that he was like specifically calling out. Yeah, so bitchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is great. It's like it's just fun to imagine them all just being like like cat fight kind of energy. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Apart from that, it's a it's a great song. I I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of the album. I wouldn't um say I would dedicate my entire personality to it, but I, th- <laughs> I do think it's um I do think it's a great album, and yeah, I think he's one of those artists that is just like undeniable, right? You know, when you actually pay attention to what he's doing, uh, the effort that's gone in, the 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 quality of the lyrics, the 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 depth to it as well. Like I I because i'm not a massive hip-hop fan and and, and i uh don't understand a huge like it's obviously it's not for me right yeah. i don't understand all the references and stuff so I, i'm often when i'm listening to kendrick Lamar, will be like reading the lyrics on genius and be like what what does that mean what yes does this mean? yeah this right? um but like oh man it's just there's just so much to it and it's it's ridiculously good yeah it's so good I do the same thing, by the way. Every time I listen to anything Kendrick Lamar, I must be on Genius Lyrics because I'm like, I'm not smart yeah. enough. Like, it's not written for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, But like, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, when I when I do read it, I'm like, wow, he's like, yeah, he's yeah, alive yeah. the same time as us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but there will be, there, there are lyrics, that are like, there are like three different layers in this one bar. yeah. Like, god it's insane um so cleverly done yes um all right cool song 15 then is a song you think everyone should listen to mm-hmm. so you come for cosmia by joanna newsom yes joanna newsom is my favorite artist of all time um funnily enough her favorite artist of all time is is kendrick lamar um oh okay yeah, they're actually. I would say they're they're similar artists, just in just in different genres. Like Joanna Newsom, her lyrics are very, very dense, very poetic. It's like 
her songs are also prose, but her music is mm. obviously it's not hip hop at all. Um, it is like an intellectual feat to listen to Joanna Newsom. Um, and I'm glad I was like wanky and try hard enough to do that when I was 19. So I don't have to do it anymore. Um, and she, yeah. she doesn't release music that, that regularly anymore. Um, but uh, Cosmia, that is from Yeast. It only has like six, six or five songs on it, but each song is is very long. Like one of them is about eighteen minutes, I think. Um, right. And it's all just like she takes parts from her own life, and she takes parts from like you know, like. 18th century poems that she read as a kid and then she combines them and it's just this 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 ballad this story um and in cosmia it's like it, it transports me it's so ethereal and like i remember when i first listened to it i wouldn't i didn't even look up the lyrics because i was like like what i'm feeling right now it just it cannot be described and it's like hmm. i remember um like there was just like when I would be like, oh, this is Joanna Newsom. You should listen to her to friends. They would either have one or two reactions. One of the reactions would be like, what is this? Like I'm not into it because I think she's very polarizing. And then like the other reaction would be like, what is this? Like I've seen yeah. like grown grown men cry from Joanna Newsom. I think she's like, I think she's very special. And I think, like, <laughs> this is the one thing, liking Joanna Newsom is, like, the one thing I have where I'm, like, you don't get it, you know? Like, you get it <laughs> if you get it, and you clearly don't get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She She's That's just, funny. like, oh, my goodness, in a, in a league of her own. I think, like, mm. oh, my gosh, I could pick apart all of her songs, but I think Cosmia, musically, it's... I can't, I can't like scientifically describe what it does, but it's, mm. it's just, it's unlike any song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I typically know just from doing this show, I don't really listen to much music unless it's like playlists. Yeah. Um, for, for the show. And, uh, this is the second Joanna Newsom song that I've heard, uh, cause it was, so, Liv Hewson. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, they originally, when uh, when they sent me through their list, sent me um, Good Intentions Paving Company mm. as song 15, as the song that they think everyone should listen to. Um, and we sort of chatted about it briefly because uh, Joanna Newsom's not on Spotify. And uh, they said, you know, that's that's why they originally picked it is because they're obsessed with Joanna Newsom and they're just saying like they, they just like they want to get everyone to listen to um to Joanna um and we didn't even we didn't end up talking about it because they ended up picking a a different song and and in the show making a, a very beautiful and poignant point about being non-binary and it just wasn't wouldn't have been the right energy to then go from that into uh Joanna Newsom yeah um but I haven't listened to both of those songs. I was blown away by both. I think uh, they're insanely beautiful. the The lyric writing is, I, I would, I would, I mean, I haven't listened to both of them, uh, and only those two songs. I'm maybe not the best person, like best qualified, uh, to talk about um, her lyric writing. But um, there was definitely something. I get what you mean about the Kendrick Lamar reference with Good Intentions Paving Company. Mm. There was something like the the way the lyrics were written it was it was very very tight, and the rhyming structure was really impressive. Like it was just it it, it could easily have been like a rap the way it was written, um, the 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 flow to it, and then this was a lot more like I don't know poetic and ethereal and just gorgeous i don't like i i i'm probably the same as you i don't know how to articulate exactly how it makes me feel but um it's just it's like a like a beautiful painting or like a piece Mm. of classical music there's something about it that just it just sits in a slightly different part of my brain that yeah I, i can't exactly i can't work out exactly what it is but 
it's it's just it just speaks to you on a different level I think yeah yes it yeah I, th- I think she's so special and I think there's also like she's one of those artists that's just so enigmatic like we don't know anything about her because she won't let us it's purely right. just what she's putting out into the world and like even the fact that she will not put her music on Spotify, I think that's <laughs> such a testament to the the little of character that we know about her. As like mm. like to be to be a Joanna Newsom fan, you have to like really search for her. And I I really love that she she does not create music with the intention of it being marketable. Like no song of yeah. hers will ever be played on on commercial radio because she doesn't. Like she doesn't care for that. She's just creating something that's purely mm-hmm. hers. And even the fact that she doesn't follow this linear this this linear path in the entertainment industry. Like, you know, a lot of artists when they're signed, they're like, Oh, every two years I have to have this this my next studio album and I have to do this world tour. She has not right. she has not made a new album since twenty fifteen and like she has no we don't know if she ever will again. <laughs> mm. And it, like, yeah. that's, that's entirely her business. And we, we don't have access to her. We just, we, but we just love what we have. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Incredible. Um, I remember reading, she said that the, that Spotify was the banana of the mm. music industry. Yeah. She hates bananas. That's one of the things that right. we know about her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I remember reading that and going, I don't know if that analogy works. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's because she said like there's a smell of something wrong with it, and I'm like, I like the smell of bananas. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I'm not sure if I really connect with that one, Joanna. Yeah, um, it's like bad observational comedy. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm I, I I. Do you know what? Like genuinely, when I initially read that, I thought that's a like that's I I don't really understand that, and then from listening to her songs and reading her lyrics. I'm genuinely of the mindset that like I must be wrong like there must be something about what she said there that I'm not getting I'm not getting not yeah she's a, yeah the banana of the music industry is the perfect analogy I just don't understand why yeah yeah that's yeah. it there's just something that she knows that we don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. perpetually you know <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely alright perfect um what's well, lovely to know to end on so do you have anything that you want to uh, plug or promote while I have you, Meg? Not at this stage. I have things okay. things that I'm working on, but they're yet to be good enough to share about. Um, what about the socials? Socials. Um, yes, I'm on I'm on Instagram. It's just at Meg Yeager, M-E-G-J-A-G-E-R. That's where all my, yeah, anytime I have a show or like something that I'm working on, if that's where it is cool. yes right, thank, you <laughs> thank you this has been so fun and that is it for episode 60 of Mixed Up Identity thank you so much for listening go and check out Meg where you can if you're in the Brisbane area especially but if you're somewhere where Meg is performing go and see her uh, support live comedy um, but drop her a follow on the, on the socials um, we had a bit of a, a chat about some things that Meg has in the pipeline and I'm excited to see what she does next. So yeah, go and drop her a follow. If you like this show and you want to support it, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. We do have a coffee link set up in the description of the podcast. If you want to drop a couple of quid, a couple of dollars for an episode that you've enjoyed, you can do that. If you're not in a position to do that, absolutely fine. But please do support the show in other ways. So uh, drop us a follow um, on Instagram. I am on Twitter, but I'm not very active there. Uh, just engage with the content tell your friends that's the main thing get more people listening the bigger we can grow the show the bigger and better guests the longer I keep doing this so yeah all the support is appreciated I will be back next week for episode 61 so in the meantime look after yourselves and we'll speak to you then